This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And Dale Roots is here. It's so hot. It is actually <sighs> offensively hot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like good. the first hot, really hot Sydney day. It is. Coming we, need, on um, we need quarter breaks in this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Drink break every quarter. Yeah, coming at you on a very muggy Monday evening here um, before Origin mm. 3. We've got some... Um, other news and notes to get into before we get into talking about the decider. So without any further ado, let's get into some news. Simi Renrandra trying the chip and chase. Oh no, it's Simi Redradra. Redradra's away, Simi Redradra. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh yes, it will, yes. Simi Renrandra. Absolutely buried it. Rantrandra. Uh, all right, let's start there. Obviously, a uh, breaking story from Monday. Pretty sad story. Uh, Penrith Centre Brett Naden has checked into a rehab facility to deal with the alcohol issues that led to him being left out of the team a week before the grand final. It's interesting that this is all kind of coming to light. Like, obviously, after the, after the grand final, I, I wouldn't have expected his club uh, or his kind of the hierarchy to to out this kind of information uh, before a big game. But it is it is interesting that this like has been going on for a while. And obviously I hope he gets the help that he needs. But um yeah, you can kind of understand why a bloke uh, who obviously wasn't coping too well would would turn to uh, something like the drink, especially in a COVID affected season and in the you know in the bubble and the lockdown it's exacerbated the problem. So yeah, I hope that he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, um, so apparently, uh, so the Penrith boss, uh, Brian Fletcher, not that Brian Fletcher, uh, said on Monday that they were impressed with his desire to deal with his alcohol issues approaching the club's welfare team for help with a problem that is believed to that is believed to stem from um, that unfortunate incident um, back in August when he was um, racially abused by some people. I don't know, was that at Central Coast Stadium against the Warriors? Uh, it was, yeah. Yeah, and then of course he was... Um, handed a spot on the bench in the grand final after losing his um, center position to Tyrone May. So yeah, not much we can really analyze about this, but just a sad story and hope that he gets the help he needs. Um, I think the the weird thing of, of being a modern sports fan is being so exposed to like that Penrith have to tell people this is happening. Yeah. Like rehab out of all the things that people go through historically probably been pretty private. And I think James Roberts has been in like three or four times, but only the last couple of we heard of, but like, yeah, it, it's got to be tough for those guys to be in the situation. But now also, like, the fact they're in it, they have to tell everybody. Like, yeah. can't even go to rehab privately anymore as a footy player. You know, just I feel for them in that regard too. Like, you know, Darius Boyd did it. Roberts did it. Naden did it. Many others probably did it as well. But um, hmm. it's tough. And it's always that constant reminder that, like, you know, when we all, we all grew up and you had that disconnection from athletes that, like, for me at least, a lot of them were more human than human. They were like per- perfect, great on the field. You saw yeah. that little media part of them that you saw. They were well-trained. They were like the world's greatest human. And then these are always things that remind you that even people who look at the top of their game or their profession or doing a thing you'd think they'd love to do for their job or you'd love to do for your job and you never did that, that they can still be miserable and still struggle with things like everyday people do. You know, it's it's more prevalent across the whole world of sports. And I just, um, you know, feel for those guys that, 
they probably guys like Brett Naden probably thought when he achieved his so-called dream last year and becoming a regular first grader that that stuff was behind him. And uh, yeah, I feel for him going through this year, especially the year that we've all had and he would have had in the bubble to go through this on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, West Tigers officials held a secret meeting with um, James Roberts to discuss the prospect of him joining uh, the West Tigers for 2021 after, so we'll tackle both these issues, I guess, in this one go, but uh, after it was confirmed that Josh Adokar was staying with the Storm for 2021. I, my favorite thing about rugby league secret meetings is they stay secret for about 15 minutes. And why was it, why is it secret? Like what, what point would that meeting become yeah. a secret? He was a free agent. They scheduled a meeting and they took photos. At what point was it secret? It, it's anyway, the same kind of thing as like when, when we had these, like these, <laughs> the discussion about like Mansour getting like dumped at the cafe. It's not like, yeah. it's not like they're meeting, like <laughs> sitting at a bench together at a, at a park and one of them's reading, uh, you know, a they're, they're, no, they're sitting on two and, opposite benches. Not yeah, looking at it's each not other. like a dead drop of a briefcase. <laughs> like they probably <laughs> met up at like, I don't know, somewhere in like a cafe yeah. in that's Ashfield. It. That's it, Darth. Ever become a rugby league GM or head of football similar? I'm doing dead drops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a I'm gonna wear a, a Ronald Reagan mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was led to believe it's it was a secret meeting unless it was held at like a tiger restaurant. That's it. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna like sidle up next to James Roberts on a park bench. Like, don't look, don't look at me. Reading yeah. the paper, it's like look, Jimmy, yeah, has a one year. It's just a draw. It's just a drawing Mitch has done in crayon of James Roberts. That's it. Oh god! I'm going to um, slide this. No, I'm gonna, I've, I've written something down on this piece of paper. I'm going to slide it across James. the bike bench to you. I feel, I feel like, like I can call you James because you and I are so alike. So if you listen to this podcast long enough, you know I lived in Leichhardt and with the great Nick Cantor from this podcast until what the end of 2018, or was it 2019? I lived there. Not important. 2019. Anyway. Yeah. It feels like when I left my residence in Leichhardt, someone has broken into the house, found some old notes I left there, and the Tigers <laughs> are following them, but years late. First Leilua's were signed. <laughs> Joey's a bit cooked, but they got, they got the Leilua's. Now they're signing Jimmy the Jet. They've definitely found my notes. <laughs> they, they, they've dug up your trove. They have, exactly right. There's a shrine back there. Dave Taylor might be coming back, people. Get excited. The Tigers <laughs> are definitely <laughs> talking about Well, I mean, they Taylor. need a six, so. <laughs> they do. Um, it's uh, that money, by the way. Uh, yes, I think like, obviously there's risk involved in all signings, and I don't know how much you want to carry on a lot of people like Jimmy and Leilua and work on so many rehab projects at once. But 130k is like whatever for the the amount of bad contracts the Tigers have. Great throw at the stumps. Mm. Agree, hundred percent agree. The, um, I don't cast yeah. up Bunga. You got a take? Yeah. Um, well, I just think I'm looking forward to us sitting here in about 12 months' time saying that Josh Adokar is signed with South. Because that's what it feels like. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's like everybody knew since the start of this season he wanted to come back to Sydney. And then he's ended up likely staying at the Storm because what they said he'd got, they're getting him 600K for this year. He'll he'll be up, assuming Kansith moves on, because he couldn't find more money in Sydney. Like he got offered that here and he's still talking to the Tigers about next year, but it's like the mm. Tigers, like, you're going to just up your offer? For next year, I don't think so. So it feels like he's waiting out for a better, a better opportunity. I feel like I feel like Souths have told him that they couldn't find the money for this year and yeah. just sit tight. But well, and he's I like, he wants to prove it again for another year. Like he's, I don't think there's another level he can prove on the wing. No, no. <laughs> like what else does he have to do? He's scoring like twenty tries just each season. Displace Ryan Pappenhausen as the yeah, fullback yeah. of the as, Melbourne Storm. Like, so yeah, incumbent fullback. What are they? Yeah. yeah. Like, can't say Ad, it yeah, Adokar's been one of the best wingers in the competition for like three years now. It's like mm. 
I don't know. Again, I don't know what level he'd have to play at to hit that bar. He thinks he has to to make to make more next year. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure that you know, as you said, a team like South or maybe a more desirable team with a bit more notice will have money for him. And uh, and if not, it seems that the Tigers will take him anyway. It would really surprise me if he was to go back to the Tigers. Like he's kind of, like obviously I know it's it's been a little it's been mm. a little while, but like. He kind of knows what's going on there. He he would have because he came through the he he obviously made his debut there and was he there previous to to making his debut like playing uh, underage or was he at Souths prior to that? Mm. Um, um, he out of car, yeah. Sharks first and then Tigers. That's it, right? Or he started Souths really young. He's a, he's a South's really young. Or, yeah, he's he, from, he, he's he from yeah, so, so it's like South's really young and then Sharks 20s and then yeah, Tigers. That's what I thought. But yeah. I mean, like my, my point was more that if he's been at the Tigers mm. set up, and I know that it was three years ago, but um, like he knows, surely they kind of improved their, you know, their setup and their facilities and all those oh, kind yeah. of things. Um, he, he would kind of know what he's getting into. But yeah, as you say, I mean, if he goes to a more desirable club, then hopefully they throw some money at him, get him, get him what he's worth. Yeah. I think it's one of those tough things for, for a club like at Tigers is like in many Sydney clubs, when you're in that place, like section of being average is that you just can't sign a good deal. <laughs> like yeah. they had, they had a pretty competitive offer for at a guy that I thought was more than fair. And he's like, well, fuck it. I can probably get the same money next year anyway. And it's somewhere better. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, it was the same kind of thing as the, the point that I think it was that you were making online where it was like Sydney clubs saying, Oh, you can you could stay here with your mates, or I could just drive down the road for ten minutes. And well, that's it. We'll get, get more to, money. We'll get to that. But yeah, you talked about Stephen Crichton this morning and the situation mm. at that. May as well move on to it now at Penrith and how he had that handshake agreement, and there was that, and that was that's already funny that Cleary's talking to him about holding him, honouring his word. That that bloke. But there's like Spencer Lino's being chased. Nader might be gone. Mansour's already gone. Tarmel's gone. It's like. Everybody talk about, oh, yeah, we're going to keep these boys together for a Sydney club. It's, like, near impossible. You mm. have to pick, like, that core, keep them together because what is to stop someone? The options are so broad that, you know, you can just, if you're a Stephen Crichton, get more money down the road and your life doesn't change that much. Yeah. If you're a boy from North Queensland who likes pigging on the weekends, well, you haven't really got any options to your champ. You have to stay pigging at North Queensland and keep yeah. it you know, it's exactly for those. And same for the guys like the Canberra culture. They, if they want to stay there, there's not really many other alternatives. Yeah, that's fair. Um, it, it, it's um, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, we saw basically for the last two months, Brian Fletcher, not that Brian Fletcher, saying how confident they were of keeping all these guys together. I mean, we all yeah. were very skeptical at the time, and this is um, another level. Interesting that um, Ivan Cleary was outraged at someone going back on a handshake agreement. Yeah. Mm. That's it, mate. And I, I did like um, talking about preparing a lifetime deal. Oh, but not this contract. The next one. The next one, boy, if you stay around. It's like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. So they're giving him a 2024 offer. He'll probably stay there and get the money he wants. But I do love like his agent and him talking like, yeah, look, it happened, but no, nah, it didn't. <laughs> about the handshake agreement. 2024 like, yeah. as well. It's like yeah. if you stay fit for three more seasons, we'll think about it. That's very much like a we've got food at home. Yeah. Um. You know, it's I, I, like, is anybody real? I know that clubs are obviously would have their, you know, their paperwork and their, what do they call it? A Gantt chart, whatever they call it out that yeah. far. You know, they've got X on X on this money to 2022, blah, 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 blah. 
like as if a player is going to be like, yeah, I'll think about 2024. They're thinking about like, am I going to pull a hamstring <laughs> yeah. at training this yeah. week? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what I think, like, I thought it was a steal when it got announced that he, you know, agreed terms, and good for him to go get what he's actually worth, especially in, in you know, again, in a market that he definitely say, oh, I'll just go to the Tigers or something and and push the club up. But uh, yeah, I just like it's funny when you get once he gets a competent manager, like Sam Ayub comes in, and he's denying all of these things, and that never happened. And he's going about like, oh, he's a nineteen-year-old, he's achieved or pretty much all you can at nineteen in the game, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Far from, yeah, just shake hands on the, yeah, I think I'll, I'll agree to those terms in a few months. He's just like, yeah, so um, this agreement, um, yeah. do you have that? Do you have that written down anyway? No, you don't. Oh, then it doesn't exist. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, the defense rests. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, interesting, yeah, like sort of um, in, in speaking of Penrith as well, West uh, linked with Josh Mansour, Parramatta also sniffing around him, but um, that would also involve them rehoming. Um, uh, Blake Ferguson somewhere else as well. So the the there's a lot of uh, a lot of pieces flying around the board. Yeah, at the there are a lot of balls in the air at the moment, mm, especially yeah. the outside backs. I think. Yeah, yeah. The, the one good thing with the Tigers is they're not willing to go three years. I think with Mansell, I think Mansell's a good signing for them. Yeah, it yeah. does turn them into this weird backline of like all yardage men. Like if they have like Leilua, him, and Nofaluma, like lots of yardage, and a lot of guys pass their best. Plus with Jimmy as well, but yeah. but. Uh, I think it's not a bad signing for them, but yeah, good on them to try and stick to like they don't want two years because that club has had enough of those deals of given an extra year or two and then hated it. Very true. It. So that yeah, that's good for them. Um, Ferguson things would be interesting, isn't it? Like yeah. Like I don't know if I would. I I understand wanting Josh Mansour. You offer me him or Ferguson at my club tomorrow. I'm not picking Mansour. No, I um, agree with that. Oh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, like I Ferguson. Much Ferguson <laughs> was in really poor form this season, but I yeah. think he he offers a lot more, and at this point, his ceiling is a lot higher. Is it? Yeah. I think also, it is. like also like Blake Ferguson can jump. Yeah, that's it. Like they're they're pretty much the same age. Fergo's still good at yardage, not very good in attack this year, but yeah. I think Mansell was. I think Mansell is a lot better in attack at this point. I mean, I I think that there are things that they do similarly well, particularly coming out of their own end. And they you're do, right. Yeah. You're right. Mansell can't jump. I think it's much of a much. I think they both have negatives that cancel each other out. I don't think one is a particularly better choice than the other, but hey, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I, don't yeah, Penrith's, I don't think Penrith's fortunes are going to come down to whether Blake Ferguson, uh, Parramatta's fortunes, I'm sorry, are going to come down to whether Blake Ferguson or Josh Mansour is on correct. the wing. And, um, and I wouldn't want either of them in my club on 500k a year. No, no. that's a lot of money. Uh, Cameron Smith's book launch today. I did not include a spoiler at the end saying, I am retiring. What's it called? The Storm Within. That's not bad. I'll take it's, not, that. it's all right. Yeah. It's a double entendre. Mm. He played for the Stormdale. So, so um, one Very of the good. one of the great things of Cairns' career, and it's also one of the reasons why guys like Paul Kent and James Hooper and similar can't stand him, because like throughout his whole career, Cam's never given them exclusives, never done things the way want they, the media want things done, and it was part of why this whole year they kept attacking him for his retirement story, and then unloading all the gear they've been saving for fifteen years towards the end of the year on him. And it was just interesting that, again, that the exclusives on Cam Smith's future came out in a print version of a goddamn book, his book. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he wouldn't have even been, he wouldn't have even put that in like the little, the little bit you get on Google to read no. before you buy it. <laughs> it's like, I just laughed. Like, yeah, Cam, Cam broke his own news in his book. In a and book as a well. Book. Yeah, it's not like it's the most fast moving format. And as we, yeah. as we, the fact it got to the book, it means. He's not had that decision made up for like six months, pretty much, or three months or whatever. Yeah. He's like burying the lead in a 400 page document. 
And, and what he wrote is that he said he's no way he's resigning for 12 months if the club is going to lose either Harry Grant or Brandon Smith. He doesn't see the club's struggle long-term so he can play one more year. So he was mm. well aware of that situation. And he knew if he chose to play in Melbourne, it would be hard for the Storm to retain all three. And then he also went on to go on about how Craig Bellamy was obviously known all along. You know, contrary to all that garbage you were hearing in the media, like, he's got to tell someone. It's like, no. Everyone who mattered to him knew. Yeah. And then Cam breaks it his way like this. And and the so real he key- was his wife, Craig Bellamy, yeah. and Todd Greenberg. But, yeah. Yeah. And uh yeah. And Paul Kent was there as well, telling him like whatever. <laughs> but uh the interesting part there is that the play on in Melbourne is is interesting part. Mm. He still he still hasn't made his um his decision up on that future. You know, apparently I've heard for a while that the Titans rumors that everyone has heard. So interesting, he's kept that door ajar. And, and also, I do wonder that with that door being ajar, is that door lining up with Isaac Moses? And whilst Isaac Moses is despised most rugby league fans, Smith is like the guy that made Isaac Moses big. And I'm wondering if the Smith decision is only waiting for the Isaac Moses decision because he can't, like, he's not an agent right now. He's appealing. So I'm wondering if Smith already knows but can't even say anything because of that. That is very true about the whole... So, He's not an agent thing at this point. Yeah. I'm not putting like two and two together and getting 47, but, like, <laughs> you know, I think, and I think, yeah, if he plays on, it, won't, it will be either Brisbane or the Gold Coast. Don't know who. But, yeah, that's very interesting that, that, that comes out in a goddamn hard copy of a book. And then the book is now out of date when he, if he plays on next year. <laughs> mm, he'll, have to release, he'll have to release an appendix. Yeah. Uh, and, the storm, the stormier. And, and I don't usually give a shit about these player books, right? When they get released, especially this early after a career or still during a career. Mm. But the fact that it's apparently he spoke about the weird Yvonne Samson rumors and all that kind of stuff. It makes me want to, makes me want to read it. Cause like <laughs> you do you like sh- the juicy gods. No, I do. Like, oh, I'll definitely the, read it. Well, players never address this shit. And Ken Smith yeah. has, again, he doesn't really speak in the media that often. Like, mm. So I'm keen, I'm keen to hear it, you know, read it. That's for sure. Um, and just on Cameron Smith, before we move on, um, they, they might revisit the rule um, meaning that players have to be retired for five years before being made an immortal, which means that Tom Tavoyevich can become the next immortal as soon as he retires. Yeah, who was calling for this? I don't know. I This is yet another example of like solving a problem that didn't really exist. I mean, yeah. I don't know a single person who was sitting there thinking, man, it was bullshit. We had to wait five years for Andrew Johns to be made an immortal. But even then, people thought Johns was was really Too early. early. Yeah, like yeah. it was, happened instantly, and 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 that's that's the thing. If, when it happens in the moment, you're going to give out a lot more immortals than you actually should. They like, just need to just. I know. I know. We have. We. You and I have had this exact exchange a thousand times where I say they should just make it the Hall of Fame, and then you say we have a Hall of Fame. It's just no one knows about it. Correct. But seriously, just let, oh, we should just have a Hall of Fame. I, I feel like you know, five years might be Hall of Fame inductee. Ten years might be being an immortal. I'd go the other way. You've got to mm. make like it gives it. If you want to keep the thing having prestige, it's like you've got to remember in ten years you thought that guy was the best still. Yeah. yeah so I've just there's a poll on the Daily Telegraph website. Um, who should be the rugby league's next immortal? There's um eight names on it. Um, Cameron Smith's fourth out of the eight people. So I'm shocked by that. Behind Darren Lockyer, Jonathan Thurston, and Ron Coote. Wow, Ron Coote. There you Ron go. Ron Coote. Yeah. Uh, okay. But that's like one of the things. Like, and I think Alfie deserves near that status. But if you did, he, he'd be immortal. An immortal if this system worked that way. If, mm. if it was a year after you finished playing, he'd be one already. 
and yeah. people have decided since he's not worthy of the status. So that's the thing you you avoid with making it longer. And whether I agree with that or not about Alpha being in a more, that's the thing you're addressing is that if you give it more time, you'll think, fuck, that guy actually was one of the best, you know, 15 players I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 It's, um, the same, it's the same kind of thing as like we look back now and it's kind of now we're only like uh, and i know that he was spoken about glowingly during his time but like laurie daly like we kind mm. of look back now and go like oh how good was laurie daly as a half in origin for example yeah like obviously we knew that he was in that really good raiders team he played a bunch of australia his body fell apart but then now like 25 nearly 30 years later well yeah 30 years later we, we look back on those games and be like hey laurie daly yeah. was really good for new south wales for a while hey yeah and- um but yeah. as you say, like with with Joey, it was kind of like okay, and uh, and now you're an immortal, and everyone was just kind of like, what? And he was embarrassed too by how early it was, and and yeah. but the Smith one, like there's there is zero doubt he's an immortal. There's zero doubt it's going to happen. Like he has not only achieved the accolades on the field in terms of like the picking up the sorry the on the field numbers, it's off the field numbers and the trophies and everything, everything mm. combines. He'll be an immortal. He set the bar for appearances, points records for everything it's no doubt he'll be one but it doesn't mean we have to change the whole fucking process cam yeah. will get it when cam gets it and he's not gonna go like when he's like 42 he's not gonna go fuck i have to wait for this this is ridiculous <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> exactly mate um yeah. one other piece of news uh phoebe burgess went public with her allegations of um drug use and domestic violence leveled against uh ex-husband sam burgess as she didn't want to contribute to the toxic system of nrl Covering things up, uh, she said in a court today. Mm. Yeah, I think I'll be leaving that one. Yeah, What's well alone. Coward. I mean, um, so, yeah, so we can talk about this. We're, we can. We're so a that, fucking that, podcast, Dale. Yeah. We're not fucking. Uh, no, I know. Yeah, um, it, so, it um, is. Yeah, it's 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 true that like obviously there is, um, you know, there's there's with all high profile sport, not just in Australia, but with all high profile sport, there's. There's always powers that be, powers that be that want to keep kind of hushed stories hushed. Um, but it is interesting now that they're now that this is in court as of today. They were in court at Mostyle today um, about the I think a fray charges that are being leveled at um, Burgess. That uh, yeah, that fighting she's kind of... one charge each of intimidation and assault after an alleged altercation with uh, mm. his father-in-law. I think I think it is yeah. As I said, it's it is interesting, obviously. Um, kind of does prove that blood is thicker than water. Like she might be going out to, to, you know, making these comments because she knows that they're going to be on the public record anyway. Um, so she might be kind of getting ahead of the story um, because I assume she's going to be called as a witness. Um, but yeah, it is it is interesting that this is uh, that this is the route that that's been chosen for one of a word. Yeah. Um, so that hearing will resume in january apparently so at all still plenty more time mm. uh on that one um yeah obviously really awful stuff um anyway yeah. there's a there's a um anything no do you want to say anything about that before you move on no i was gonna say if people want us to talk about the debellum one let's we'll wait a little longer on that one yeah yes <laughs> that does feel like it's coming close to a it does so um there's a rugby league game on wednesday the last one for a while mm. um it is some are calling it uh the decider. Some are calling it rivalry without rivalry. I'm just calling it State of Origin Game Three. Um, Yay! Uh, and um, Mitchell, the greatest redemption arc of all time, has reached its apex with Corey Allen set to make his Maroons debut. 
Yeah, it looks like the the changes is kind of going to go the way we thought they would on the podcast in that I know Corey Allen's been named on the wing, but he is not playing on the wing. He is playing fullback. Like, I'll be shocked if he's on the wing. So Corey Allen, your boy, redemption story, pretty much complete because this is actually a real redemption story. It's not one of the ones that, like, when they do something bad off the field and they play good footy. This is like, no, he played bad footy and then played good footy. So he gets footy redemption. He makes he makes this game looking for a contract potentially next year as well. So bit of a bit of a prove it game for Corey. A chance to prove that he's worth big bucks. And then other things with Queensland changes is that uh, Phil Sami's being dropped, and we'll never probably see him play Origin again. No. Uh, Branko's in the twenty-one. Uh, Christian Welch is back into the starting lineup with the Dharma slowly onto the bench, and Maweki Fodawaka out of the side. Edric Lean uh, is onto the uh, extended bench again. And then Harry Grant comes into the 14 with Ben Hunt out of the side. Uh, but the rumoured changes are we'll probably see Val Holmes to the left wing. Uh, we'll see Corey Allen, the fullback. The potential for Kurt Capel to move to the back row, either starting or off the bench with Branko Lee coming into that spot. And then, yeah, so you'll see quite a bit of shuffling from on the Queensland side. The pack, I don't know what, if there'll be any changes there. Maybe a Dynamis will, will, will change, but the rest of it looks pretty set. It, it yeah. is interesting this season how it does feel a little bit more, like obviously with the week-to-week, but um, playing playing three weeks and uh, sorry, playing three games in th- two weeks. Um, but it does, it feels a lot more club footy-ish just because yeah, you've, only, you've only got a certain amount of players. Like you can't be like, oh, we, you know, you can't take someone in from outside the bubble. So like this Hunt thing, um, I find really interesting because like, you know, he was one of the, one of the older players, not necessarily one of the senior players, but one of the older players going into the camp. And now he's just been yeeted out the door for this 19 year old <laughs> hot shot. Um, but it's just like club footy. Like that's basically what could have happened to, to him if there was a decent replacement at the Saints. And I, I'm, I'm enjoying that, that kind of narrative about the players finally getting their shot, like about Capel getting caught up on the day. Uh, in the first game, and in, in this one, as you were saying about Allen finally kind of, kind of getting his chance with all the injuries and with all the the poor performances that Queensland have had. Um, interesting that Brad Fittler's let uh, Regan Campbell Gillard and Luke Keary leave the bubble early because they were no chance to feature in that final game. Um, weird, weird arc for Cleary this this Origin series, isn't it? I mean, they fought for Keary? so long and so Keary, yes. Yeah. Yeah, for for so long to get him into the squad, and he plays one game, and now he's given an early mark before game three. Um, they've got Jerome Luai in the squad as well, obviously for cover. But um, does seem like, um, I mean, does seem like it's going to be up to Cody Walker or Nathan Cleary again to step up because both of them were brilliant last week. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, and Munster's Munster's. I'm assuming they'll be waiting on his concussion results. I mean, that I is huge, that isn't it? So yeah, he'll, well, he, he'll, he, if yeah. if he's fine, he'll play. He's fine. He he didn't he pass the haystack on the goddamn. I know there's more protocol, but he'll play. Um, no such it, thing as a not serious concussion. Yada yada. Yeah, uh, but as you said, it it is an interesting arc for for Luke here. As you said, it's so chased for so long. We all wanted to see him get that. Sh- well, I didn't, but Meadie wanted to see him get that shot. Gets the shot, and he wasn't even that bad. Gone, gone, rightly gone for Cody Walker. But uh, yeah, now send home out of the bubble early. So if Cody Walker got injured in camp, essentially it's like, well, you're not getting called up into the 21. Yeah. You get the fuck out. <laughs> We're done with you. We had that one chance. You're out. Uh, I do find it very interesting that Harry Grant's been named on the bench 
for reasons Dale said, like I thought, I thought Hunt was actually pretty good in the fourteen role in game one. I thought he was. Lock, I thought he was fine. Lock hooker rolls. You said did fail last week at seven. Sorry, six. Hmm. I'm not sure. I love playing two hookers though. Like I get, I get, oh, I get it. I get it. Hmm. Friend probably can't play the full lady again, and Grant will. It's probably time to give Grant a shot. But I would have just gone all in then. Yeah. Maybe it changes. But. Yeah, I mean, it's the same. I, I did. It is interesting that they have chosen to blood um, the two youngest players that Queensland have put up recently, like this, with um, playing him, playing Grant as a potential utility. Because it will be interesting if mm. they have a they have a backline injury. Obviously, they'll have Capel go. That you would imagine they'd have Capel go into the backline, for example. Um, but then yeah. you would then you're looking at. Grant goes into your forward rotation. I mean, like, yes, he makes lots of tackles, but also, yeah, like he's very inexperienced. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I would have started. Maybe it'll change, but uh, mm. still, I do like the fact he'll come on. But yeah, it just leaves that, as you said, utility role. Not not a lot of lot of use out of that for him. Oh, God, I lost my other train of thought. You, something was mentioned. Bung got any thoughts? Well, I remember what I was thinking about. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they pulled that late switch. I thought Jake Brem was pretty off the pace in game two. Uh, Wayne is very loyal to his guys, though, so it would kind of shock me if they did do it. I think they're a better chance of winning if they do that. Obviously, what we said last week holds firm in that Cam Munster is basically the whole thing, really, if he's not playing mm. pretty much. Yeah, he no is the whole box and dice. Um, I don't love the idea of... I mean, I don't hate Ben Hunter Hooker if the other option is Jake Friend, but I think when you've got Harry Grant there, it just seems like the obvious thing to do. Yeah. Oh, that's it. The club footy thing mentioned. It's like it's exactly. It is weird like that. It's like there's not been there's no mm. thinking period. They had to name the next team on Friday. Yeah, it's immediately after. So it's like Queensland was still doing that day when they had to name the team. They were still trying out positions at the training. Yeah, that's what's weird about it. So they have to. I don't like when Origin games have the jersey switches, business switches, because I think rep games should have this the right jersey. Club games, I don't care. Yeah. Um. This series, I was like, just give Ben Hunt the jersey number fourteen, and he can just wear that for the whole series, like they <laughs> yeah. do for test, like they do for test series. I don't mind that idea either, but yeah, it's um, I'm interested to see if Capewell goes to the back row because I don't think Gafusi's mm. been that good in Origin bar game one this year, rest his Origin career, meh, or if he goes to the bench, but he's been too good to fall out of the seventeen. I know his defense was pretty shocking the last game, but he's been too good with the ball in hand to fall out of 17 for yeah, Mike Kurt Capewell. So he'll retain his spot. The, uh, the best change of Queensland is the no change for the Blues, by the way, that, that Gutherson and Whitener are still in the centers. There's still a, uh, a yeah, plus yeah. chance there of running up against those two for mine. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I am just really excited to see um, if... If Cody Walker and Nathan Cleary can back up what they did last week, I mean the Blues halves have struggled for consistency for such a long time that you know if they if the two of them can string together another brilliant game, then you know that 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 will go a long way towards them winning the game. It'll also probably go a little bit, not a long way, towards them sort of inking themselves in the giving themselves a little bit of rope in those jerseys going forward. So let's see what happens there. And obviously James Tedesco will be awesome no matter what. So yes, it's good to see people got behind the Tedesco on his way to the goat rant from last week. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I like when yeah. we're right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I do think going to Queensland obviously gives the advantage to Maroons, but traveling on the day will make it interesting. And then I do think 
after how Philip Sami played in game two, even if Corian was on the wing, he can't be worse than Sami was. But I mean, Holmes at least, the wing at with, least for, with Alan, at least for New South Wales, like they can go up and train in like at Corumban or something and then just drive up that day. Like, whereas with Queensland, they had to fly all the way down to Sydney. But like, at least, at least New South Wales have got the option to kind of train nearby and then just, I don't know. Do they have trains in Queensland? And you just catch a train up? <laughs> they do. They look, I don't think they get the train, but oh. yeah, I just think um, game three, it's interesting that we'll go to this game that if Freddie wins, he already equals Gus as the, the only coach to ever win three series in a row for the Blues. Yeah. And same thing if Cleary, if they win, Cleary is also, despite not playing, actually, you know, he did play game three last year, didn't he? Who came in at 5-8? The pitch came in at 5-8 last year, didn't he? Or am I wrong? Or did Cleary miss game three? This is bad. No. Anyway, he'd be the only one to win three series in a row. I think he did miss game three last year, didn't he? I can't remember. Yeah, because wasn't Pierce playing halfback in game three? Yeah, he was, not six. But yeah, so Cleary was the only one to miss win, even though it still counts as a series win because he played mm. two of them. Yeah, he did miss game three. But yeah, he'd be the only one to win three series in a row outside Ricky Stewart as well. So it's really wow. weird putting like, you know, Brad Fittler and Gus's, you know, legacy in air quotes next to each other and then Cleary's and Ricky's. Even though Cleary's on a good path, it's he doesn't feel like his origin career until last week had really started because he hadn't really performed in those games till the last mm. one. Mm. Um, well, I, knowing that, uh, I just don't know what's going to happen now. I just think, it, I just really need to see what the Queensland final team, but I think if Munster plays Harry Grant's at hooker and Corey Allen's at fullback, I think they're a damn good shot of winning this. But um, if if they don't, if Cameron Munster doesn't play and those changes aren't made, I think it'll be a blues by 10 or so. Uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Basically, exactly that. Uh, I think if if Munster doesn't play, uh, we could see uh, it could get pretty ugly. Um, he's he, as I said, he's the whole box and dice for Queensland. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully for competition's sake, he's there and raring to go. Yeah. Yes. Do, do you think there's a world where Corey Hunt plays well enough that it makes Wayne want to put him at fullback next year and literally no. in the centres? I think that decision's been made. Like I don't think I think it's beyond Wayne from the, the year after. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. You did your best, mate. No, I, did. I, tried to, I tried to will it into. Ex- hey, I memed in. I memed him playing Origin into existence. So don't say I don't have powers. Um, <laughs> but, Mitchell, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I, I do think the Blues will get out to the the first half lead. That's kind of been a trend in the last like five series, even like 2017, where they where they bottled that series in Game Two. The Blues are what had. They're th- three tries to one and a half time of game two and then lost the series from there. Uh, I do think the Blues will go up eight or ten nil. There have been decent starters and then it'll be the war of attrition with uh, Queensland working their way back into it or war of nutrition, as our good friend Vinny Elias would say. On the- <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, do, I do think, you know, this Queensland team now with the further injuries and changes, no Brimson and similar, it's certainly not as strong as it was for game one. Welch back is good, but I do have that feeling of one of those scrappy upsets. Yeah, and I just I think Queensland are going to get their jagged towards the end, and you know maybe it's a weird guy like a Brenko or a Corey Allen who make a play happen because that's how Queensland win Origin series is like this. Someone random does something, some cool shit. <laughs> that's what we like about uh, that's what we like about Origin. Yeah, well, random Welch is a players huge, doing man. cool shit. Yeah, well, yeah. Um. Well, before we go, uh, I would like to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. Uh, if you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Um, 
to give us some money. If you like what we do and you want to support us, uh, I'll give a quick mention to the people that support us in our top two uh, donation tiers. And they are Bert Andrews, Carlo Tyson, Chris Slade, Warwick Ahern, Wayne Ritchie, Michael Murray, Ben Wallace, Frankie, Never Trendy. If you name me, I will delete my sub. Ty, Maddie McPhee, Morgan Watkins, Harvey G, Jace G, Thor Laycock, Roxanne Clark, Maddie Jenkins, Dave, Dan Cullinane, Tom Hardy, Josh Brandon, and Jason. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Mm. Thank you very much. Your continued support is is beloved by all of us. This little Patreon this week, uh, Bungard's MBM battery. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what your Patreon money is definitely not going towards. Batteries aren't cheap, mate. Oh, yeah. they're not cheap at all. Sure. Um, all right, uh, we've come to the end of another episode. Um, yeah, we'll be back on either Wednesday night or Thursday, depending on how we go. Um, I'll work it out with you two later. Yeah, we, we generally figure out like half time of... Yeah, how are you guys <laughs> feeling? I've had eight beers. Yeah. Let's do it tonight. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Say goodbye, Dale. Goodbye. Um, just before I go, if anybody wants to sponsor my terrible moustache, movember.com slash m slash Dale Roots, um, please get this thing off my face. <laughs> it is It is pretty good, to be Thank fair. Thank you. It grew a lot since last Wednesday. My hat was like, really, you look like me in the really mid-90s. I was like, I don't know how to take that. I yeah. like it a lot. Someone put put a screenshot this Zoom and put a photo of it. I on will. This. I'll put another photo up today. Thank you. All right. Okay. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. <laughs> it's goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>